Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane here on Friday, March the 6th. This week has seen the launch of a series concerning the health of 3.8 million people living in the occupied Palestinian territory. In a moment, we'll hear from the Lancet's editor, Richard Horton, about the remarkable collaboration between the Lancet, the Royal College of Pediatrics and Child Health in London, Palestinian academics and UN agencies such as the World Health Organization. And one of the comments that accompany this series is authored by none other than former US President Jimmy Carter, entitled Peace and Health in the Occupied Palestinian Territory. Please do take a read by going to our special series page, which is linked through from the homepage of thelancet.com this week. But before that, here are some other content highlights from the issue of The Lancet dated March the 7th to the 13th. We published two studies concerning rectal cancer, one study comparing pre-operative radiotherapy with post-operative chemoradiotherapy, and the second study assessing the plane of surgery on local recurrence of rectal cancer. And this week's seminar takes a close look at the presentation, epidemiology and risk factors for Barrett's esophagus. But back to our main feature this week, the launch of a series concerning the health of 3.8 million people living in the occupied Palestinian territory. Let's hear now from The Lancet's editor, Dr Richard Horton. Going back a couple of years now, we decided that we wanted to do some pretty detailed reporting of health systems in countries around the world that seem particularly interesting and relevant at a global level. We started off with looking at the Mexico health system and last year we reported on the China health system. Again, these collaborations between scientists working in Mexico and China and international groups of investigators. Back in January 2007, I first visited Jerusalem and the West Bank and Gaza. The lens that I saw that region of the world through, of course, wasn't the the lens that we normally look at it through, a very political lens, but purely through a health lens and the predicament of people living in those regions. It seemed to me at the time, especially meeting some remarkable scientists at Bazaite University, that we had an opportunity to put together a collaboration to try and explore the current health predicaments in the West Bank and Gaza in particular, and the possibilities for future health. The Palestinian territory, which is made up of the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, and East Jerusalem, and the Palestinians very much see that as a single territory rather than separate territories, is very unusual in health terms for several reasons. First of all, and most obviously, the West Bank is a land under occupation, The Gaza Strip is a piece of land that is, when you visit it, you feel as if you're walking into a prison, a cage. It's a piece of land that's very much under siege. That occupation and siege informs the entire health system and the way people live and the struggles that people have to live. The second dimension that's very difficult is that if you were in a country like the United Kingdom, there's a national health service and a little bit of a private sector, but not very much. You go to the occupied Palestinian territory and the health system is divided and fragmented. There is a Ministry of Health run by the Palestinian National Authority, but truth to tell, and the series explores this in some detail, it's very dysfunctional, it's rife with corruption and cronyism, and it really doesn't serve the people well. 
In addition, there are non-governmental organizations providing care. There's a small private sector. And there is the United Nations Relief and Works Agency that provides care to Palestinian refugees. This creates an almost impossible situation for trying to organize a coherent health system because when it's so fragmented, trying to organize care, especially when freedom of movement is restricted, there are checkpoints, you feel very much that you're in a military zone when you travel through the West Bank. That kind of oppressive occupation makes it very hard not just to run a health system but to improve health care. So what we're looking at is how you organize services for maternal child health, non-communicable diseases, building a health system under these extraordinary conditions. The first objective of this series is to do something which the Palestinian people simply can't do at the moment because they're not a nation-state and so don't have nation-state opportunities to talk about health in organizations such as the World Health Organization or any other international institution. So what we're doing is we're providing a, a very rigorous scientific platform and I should say that these papers have been through extremely detailed peer review peer review meetings with external advisors, through peer review in the normal process that we do here at the journal and with an editorial steering committee. These papers provide an opportunity for Palestinian health scientists to set out a report card on health status in their region and what needs to be done to try and improve things there. So that's the first step, providing a voice. The second purpose of the series is also to create an alliance. And we've called this a Lancet Palestinian Health Alliance. And the purpose of this, and we've tried to do it in, in China as well, is to create an international collaboration between local scientists and international investigators, UN agencies and other bodies that can provide the kind of analytic capacity to study a health system, to identify gaps and weaknesses, and to figure out ways to plug those gaps and strengthen those weaknesses. What we're trying to do here is to say, here is a very serious set of issues in a part of the world that's a flashpoint, not just within the region, but also globally. And here is an alliance of health professionals, health scientists, who believe that they have something unique to offer in this strengthening of Palestinian society. All of us who've been part of this work, which has taken about two years to put together, are very conscious that this is a deeply political context to talking about anything to do with the Palestinian territory. There will be some people, I imagine, who will be critical of us for focusing a lens, even though it's a health lens, on the state of the population in, in this area. I'm very conscious of that concern, but... My emphasis is on describing and, and analysing the current health situation of people living in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, looking at the causes of their health status. And causes have many different dimensions. There's obviously the direct cause of an illness, but there are also social determinants, social, economic political determinants of health. And there's no question when you visit that part of the world that you can see for yourself that occupation, restriction of movement, 
the feeling of violence and violence on many different sides violence between Palestinian factions, violence between Israel and Palestinian peoples themselves. One feels that this atmosphere, the ambience of life there, has a huge impact on health. And what this series tries to do is to document that in a, in a very careful scientific way. Inevitably, there is a small p political dimension to this, and we shouldn't be frightened of addressing it. But what I think health can do is provide a neutral, objective space to look at these very difficult questions and to say, while we may disagree about the politics, health is something we can agree on, we can unite around, and we can forge an alliance to deal with the problems that people face. That's what being a doctor is all about. It is about putting the person or the patient first and not letting one's political views or ideologies get in between one's duty to the patient. And I think at its heart, that's what this series is calling for. What are our obligations to Palestinian people facing very serious health predicaments? Many thanks to Richard Horton for his thoughts on the background to the Palestine series. A reminder, all of the series articles and comments, all available from our special series page, just one click away from the homepage of thelancet.com. Many thanks for listening. See you next week.